hits of $1 million mark by leveraging the power of AI. As the host of the Shankar Ponsolet podcast, Shankar shares his wealth of knowledge and expertise in utilizing AI for business success. He offers tips, tricks, and strategies that help entrepreneurs and business owners stay ahead of the curve and achieve their goals. Please give a warm welcome to Shankar Ponsolet. Yes, yes, good morning everyone! How are we doing? Woohoo! We have Kushbu, Andrea, Yasin, Sandeep, Vanessa, Raz, Mike, Mamur, Moshin, and Mohammed in the room. And it is a good day. It is Monday morning here in San Antonio, Texas. And we're going to talk a little bit about AI in business. In today's episode, specifically, I will talk about how manual advertising may soon belong to the past. Manual advertising. So I'm speaking about setting up ad campaigns on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Google, everywhere. Who here in the room has already set up their own ad campaign manually? Give me a thumbs up. Who here in the room has already set up their own ad campaign? All right, Kushbu, okay. Awesome. So everyone else is probably thinking about setting up ads. Raz, Vanessa, great. Okay. So um, we'll see. The reason why we need ads in the first place is because we need traffic to our websites, right? Traffic to our landing pages. And I don't know about you, but in my experience, there's typically three main categories of how you can get traffic to where you need people's attention. Number one, organic traffic from Google searches known as SEO. Works great, but takes a long time and takes people who know what they are doing. When you start from scratch, you're looking at anywhere from six to eight, nine months until you can do something that really moves the needle. So that is organic web traffic. Number two is you have the category of organic content strategy traffic. So that can come from all types of social media channels. The posts that you place every day on your channels, such as I do, this very live audio room, podcasts, YouTube channels, anything where you take time daily to create valuable and relevant content brings traffic. And by the way, either one of those channel channels work. Number one, what I said, SEO. And number two, what I said, organic content traffic. These strategies work, but... When you are at the beginning, when you are a busy business person, 
they are not necessarily fast for you. It takes time and they're not cheap. Even though they're organic, they're not cheap because they cost in time and resources. A lot of time and a lot of resources. So then I get confronted with businesses and people who just don't have the luxury to have that patience to wait six to eight months. They just don't have that luxury. And for those cases, for those businesses, freelancers, consultants, individuals, sometimes the only way to get some results or at least some initial data to know whether what they have in mind is even something that the market will react to is ads. Okay. Now, the problem is that when we use ads, there's quite a lot of setup involved. Let me go over what is involved when you want to set up an ad. Typically on any platform, you're gonna <coughs> you're gonna run in at least these three categories. Number one is you need to think about your creative and that in the simplest sense possible consists of imagery and a title and a description. So you need to set that up and it matters a lot that you have at least four to five variations of your ad where you do permutations between the image and the text and the title because you need to find out which variation performs best in terms of click-through rate, cost per click and conversion. And that of course requires you to put those variations together. It requires some graphic design and some copywriting. Next, you need to take all of your creative material and enter it in your ad platform of choice. Uh, for instance, uh, Facebook ads, there are two ways to do it, a simple way and an advanced way. And even in the simple setup, it's not as simple as you may think. These platforms make you believe that it is simple, but when you go that route and you miss out on a lot of features because really they want you to spend money with them. But setting up would be number two. And then the last part, the third component of using online ads, again, we had the creative, the setup, the last component is the tracking, knowing what kind of results have I gotten by investing $100 into this ad set, right? And I can tell you, I can guarantee you that most people, they already fall short on the tracking side, mainly for two reasons. Number one, they don't have time. Number two is they don't know how to set up the tracking. 
it usually involves the use of either what we call UTM parameters. That makes it very clear for your website or your landing page um, where the traffic comes from and which campaign the traffic comes from. Or it is the use of so-called pixels that are small code snippets that you embed in your website and that send signals back to an aggregation center. Now, we have the problem that all of this becomes quite unrealistic to do on your own if you are not an online ad expert. You don't even need to be an expert. If you are not somewhat familiar how this world works, these social platforms make you believe you can do something on your own and then you try it and for most people it's a waste of money. Give me a thumbs up if you feel that what you have done so far in online ad placement was a waste of money for the most part. Give me a thumbs up. Vanessa agrees. Everyone else here is an ad expert. Man, I'm going to hire y'all. <laughs> Kushbu. All right. Vanessa and Kushbu. Charles. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so... Now comes in the world of artificial intelligence. Thank you, Angelica, as well. She agrees. Artificial intelligence has, in the recent months and years, released tools that help either you or your ad agency to do the three things and a few more that I mentioned before, and that was creative setup and tracking to do that in more efficient and user-friendly workflows. Um, there are platforms where you can set up your company and then you can tell it, oh, well, I have Google, I have Facebook, I have TikTok, I have LinkedIn, I have Instagram and so on and so forth. And everything will be kind of brought together in one interface. And all the metrics and analytics will be together, brought together in one interface. And then we haven't even spoken about that very advanced part of targeting yet, right? Uh, that is part of the setup. Targeting setup, Whew, that is a science on its own and most people get it wrong. They either target too narrow or too broad. And what these AI technologies do is they help you not be an expert. I think to be a true online ad expert, you need to go and work with a consultant or an ad agency that specializes in your industry and in that specific platform, that is how advanced and how much then there is to know about online ad placement. But if you if you can't afford that, or if you do want to do it in house a little bit, is then you can be quite proficient in the intermediate space if you leverage these tools. I recommend against doing it manually because unless you really know what you're doing 
you most likely will waste a lot of your money. Now, again, you enter in these tools, you enter your company, you enter all the channels you have, you enter who your target audience is, you tell it what where your website is. And then nowadays with artificial intelligence, what it does is it sends out a robot and it looks at your website and it looks at your social media and then it suggests pre-made, ready-made ads for you that artificial intelligence puts together. All the work that I explained, the creative, the making the variations, the setting it up, the tracking, all that work can be done in, mm, like let's say, half an hour, if you know your business very well, half an hour versus sometimes one or two days, depending on what your workflows are. And then you hit the, like you select your platforms, you click the publish button and using API integrations from one place, from one software, the software will go out and create these, place these ads on your behalf. You don't have to log individually into Facebook anymore. You don't have to log into your LinkedIn, your Google ads, your TikTok, your Instagram. All of it happens from one place. And the software makes sure that all of these intricacies that you would probably ignore if you were to do it manually on the platform, all of these intricacies, it takes care of it. It sets up the variations, it sets up the targeting, it sets up if you choose to use a pixel, how to use the pixel correctly. So um, this is just the purpose of me showing you or talking to you about this topic is because I want you to become aware of what is possible with artificial intelligence in in our industry. And I do believe that manual advertising soon will belong to the past. Even ex experts will start embracing these tools as they will get better and better and better in understanding us, our businesses and our target audience. Now, as some of you may know, I constantly test software and one, uh, there's two AI ad placement softwares that I have played with in the past two months. Number one is called Balloonery, and number two is called Play.io. P L A I.io. And if you want to find out uh, yourself, um, there is right now a one time deal where you pay a fee once and you have the tool for life for play so if you want that link if you want to know where you can get that uh, you got to join my shanks club okay for that you just go to shanks.vip s h a n k x sierra hotel alpha november kilo xray.vip <laughs> for those of you who love to use police or military speak. Shanks.vip. So you got to join and you got to tell me I joined and I'll send you that link. Okay. So 
at this point 15 minutes in and I still have quite a good amount of people in the room. Thank you for staying. It's almost, it's always so pleasurable to have these rooms when you stay. Now, uh, do I have someone who wants to come to stage to talk about this? Maybe you have some feedback or you have something to add. Maybe you know a little bit more than I do. Maybe you have had experience with manual placements or with AI placements. Andrea, welcome to the stage. How are you this fine morning, Andrea? Doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me up. I wanted to ask you a question and what you think the mistakes are going to be that people will make mm. going forward. Yes. Going, well, I think it is not making enough variations of ads because the algorithms that these platforms use they want to do internal learning and internal split testing so if you only give it one ad that it can't do that for you so on most platforms it is recommended to have at least five variations so that the learning mechanisms can kick in and you can get the most returns for on your money, right? So that is number one. And I think number two is probably sending that ad traffic to a website <coughs> that is way too busy for the purpose of lead creation. There is a difference between a website and a landing page and the landing page is what you need to expose your ad traffic to. Your big, busy website where people get lost and confused is not the right um, place to send that ad traffic to. So can I ask you then, why do people still do that? Because I have had some trouble explaining to people why a landing page needs to be simple. I just in like plain, easy speak, I guess. Could you explain it? why it's not about necessarily like the prettiness of it or design all the time? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. And I think it is the result of years and years of marketing agencies and web designers and freelancers making people believe out of selfish reasons that what they need is that big complicated website for which they can charge a nice fee right actually if you go to that landing page <coughs> shanks.vip or even simpler the landing page that i have on my linkedin profile if you click my face and then look for the link it goes to aimasterbootcamp.com aimasterbootcamp.com that is one of the simplest pages you can think of it just has a countdown timer and a form field. And these landing pages have gotten me way more leads than our big busy website. So I think it's just conditioning. It's the result of our industry making people believe that what they need first is a big, big website, that their success in their business is in direct relation to their website. And that is not true. Some of you here in the room, you can make, I can guarantee you, you can make six figures 
with only your LinkedIn profile. You don't need a website. You can have one if you want one, but you can make six figures with only your LinkedIn profile and an online calendar. I can guarantee you that. Great. So then follow-up yeah. question. Mm -hmm. Will it soon be the case that even landing pages might go away? Um, I don't think so. I think that you have to understand a landing page is a tool for you to capture someone's information so that then you can take that information, typically an email address or a phone number, and you can place that contact information into what we refer to as a marketing funnel, right? Which is a, a strategy, a plan to as to how often you reach out to people so that they get to know you over time and then start working with you. Now, a landing page can be a LinkedIn profile. A LinkedIn profile, if you look at the top of your browser has a URL and thus it can, it can be considered a landing page. You know, if someone messages you and gives you their phone number or email address, then you have effectively achieved what a landing page does, which is, which is you have captured their contact information and you know that they want, they're interested in a service or a product. So I don't think they will go away. I think they can have lots of different shapes and forms. But I think one of the, I, I mean, me personally, I like the landing pages that are directly connected to what is called a CRM. That is where you manage the relationship with all your contacts. And there's a few out there. Um, we we have we even offer a few right, and that's kind of what I think is most helpful for most people actually in the beginning. Great question. Thank you All for right. answering all my questions. Nice. Kushbu comes to stage, and I know she's not not a newbie in the world of advertising. Hello, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask, I wanted to know that uh, what are the potential societal and economic implications of this shift towards automated advertising? And how can we ensure that the benefits of these technologies are equitably distributed? Oh, wow, that is a, that is a, a big question. <sighs> so I think I think the access, I think there as always we have two sides of the coin, right? First of all, I think mm -hmm. to some degree there is a democratization of this um ability for people to place pretty decent ads on their own, and that is people and agencies and um I think that will generally bring down the cost of the service of placing and creating an ad on someone else's behalf, right? But on the, the, the other side of the coin is that very often these tools come at a price that is um, benchmarked for 
an economic field that is most uh, the time adjusted to either um, like North America or Europe or some um, some well-to-do places in Asia, you know. So and then that means that uh, the the cost of the tool is not always affordable for people who need it most. And then that's kind of the endless cycle of um, struggle that um, then uh, people with uh, limited economic means can't use the tools that will help them a lot. Like just a simple example uh, in recent times, right? ChatGPT, the paid version for that is $20 a month. And that is um, not really very impactful for someone uh, living in uh, North America, but for someone living maybe in uh, a country in, in Africa, that might be a very, very steep fee to afford due to the economic situation. So that's my take on it. Um, but of course, we, it's very hard to make all of these things equitable. I have heard of programs where they adjust the fee of the service uh, to the economic index of the country of the buyer. That is, of course, a very nice idea, but that's, of course, uh, left to uh, every business to decide whether they want to implement that or not. Well, uh, thank you. And uh, wanted to add one more question. Like, I need to know, uh, given the potential impact of uh, automated advertising on society and the economy, what steps can advertisers take to ensure that they are using these technologies in a in a way that align with ethical and social values? And how can we hold them accountable if they if they do not? Yeah, that's a great question. I think again, my opinion about AI is not that it will replace us because there are too many um, fields where once, for example, the online ad placement tool has proposed five ad variations to you, you still need your domain knowledge and your years of experience to double check or triple check sometimes whether what it has given you actually makes sense or not. And in most cases, you still need to make small adjustments. So I, I don't think it is there to replace us, but I think it is there to enhance and make our work more efficient. To give you a metaphor, it is <coughs> like we live in a world of email, right? And you are someone who refuses email and in insists on sending physical mail all the time. So I think as marketers, we need to open, our, open up our mind and not see these technologies as a threat, but as an opportunity to be more efficient, more productive and also bring our costs down, right? Because if we now don't have to spend two days, but maybe two hours on a campaign, well, then we can uh, lower that um, price for our end customer and most likely um, have the same or better outcomes at a lower rate. So it is about not being afraid and looking at, well, how can this actually help me and help me uh, make my life easier and my output better and more efficient and uh, give great value to my client. Use tools that are contemporary 
and that may just be you know you may not make wise choices on behalf of your client if you refuse to tap into the potential of what AI can do for you. Yeah, and there's also the facts that even if you're trying to skirt regulations or guidelines, there are regulations in place on these platforms that won't even allow you to advertise certain things. Like even if you're trying to target certain gender, race, religion, it's considered discriminatory. I'll just give you an example on Facebook. It's very difficult nowadays to do some of the targeted advertising, even if you're trying to help people because they have these regulations put in place. So I don't think everything falls onto the person who's advertising to ensure these ethical standards are met. I think it's also the platform. But I think as you know, a decent person should be if you're truthful and honest about what you're advertising um, and you're you know, trying to protect consumer privacy and data and stuff like just being responsible and transparent, then I think it'll be okay. I know that there's malicious people in the world, but again, I mean, I suspect that regulations and guidelines are going to tighten up a bit more even because of the number of people that are using them. Like we're, we're already seeing some of the safeguards in place with chat GPT, for example, and According to interviews with uh, the the CEO Sam Altman of OpenAI, they're 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 doing they're putting things in place, guardrails in place, so that you can't like destroy the world with AI. I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. But um, the point is that even in advertising on these platforms, they have some things in place too. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea. All right. Well, thank you, Kushbu, for your great questions this morning. Uh, thank you, Andrea, for your wisdom. I'm going to have to close this down here, but I will tell you that um, uh, in about 30 minutes, I believe, yes, 30 minutes, I will have a live video stream on my account where I co-host a pilot series it's the first episode of the AI Edge and I co-hosted with LinkedIn influencer Shanae Moray. She has over a million followers here on LinkedIn and her and I, we talk a little bit about what's in the future as far as AI is concerned and our work here on LinkedIn. Check in and um, thank you again for your time. You've been a great audience. I'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye for now.